very good morning to you on Fellowship Day 323. We found one another here six months after the last time I was on the road. I'm on the road right now. I'm in my hotel room in Leeds, just ahead of walking out the door to visit the chemistry department there. There's myriad ways that I feel both brilliant and bewilderingly strange about this trip today, and I'll try and come to that in short order. The reason I'm making a podcast episode for you now is that I'm actually revisiting several thoughts and taking my own medicine, if you like, from previous days. So the last time I was on the, on the road was, I think it was day 194. He says, try not to pretend that he looked it up before coming on to the podcast today. I had just finished lecturing at the University of York and I was on my way home reflecting on the fact that then I had given a lecture all about the mistakes that somehow lead to what looked like miraculous opportunities in research. Those moments where the results are unexpected, they are in no way what was predicted or preordained or planned, but the very fact of noticing that something wasn't quite right led projects down a path to being more fruitful than ever could have been predicted. I called that lecture and I'm calling today's lecture from mistakes to mechanisms because it's all about spotting those mistakes and seeing how in this particular case it can lead to various published stories about understanding the underlying nuts and bolts, the cogs and wheels that turn to make chemistry what it is, to make various reactions work in a useful way and to understand them in a useful way. Now, although it sounds like when I say that I'm giving the same lecture again today, the temptation and actually the original plan was to give, I'll be frank, a carbon copy of that very same presentation from October. But this is where I had to take some of my own medicine almost at the very last minute. The audience in Leeds, I know because they've inspired part of how my research is the way it is now. That audience in Leeds, because I know them so well, and because I know, knew the audience in Nor York so well, I knew also that both of them were different crowds. Yes, it's two universities. Yes, it's two chemistry departments. But their makeup, their unique selling points, if you like, are entirely different. And York, the audience, and please forgive me for the overgeneralization here, that was primarily composed of chemists of various expertise and deep understanding of chemistry as the discipline. Leeds is a little bit different from that because the audience I know will be composed of a combination of chemists and chemical engineers. And so when I was reflecting on that a little bit more deeply, I realized that my lazy decision to give a carbon copy of my York presentation in Leeds probably wouldn't work. So when I say last minute, last night and partly this morning, I spent a lot of time hacking out probably about 30% of the slides that I planned to present in Leeds this morning, rather this afternoon. And what I've done instead is replace it with, firstly, just less. I'm trying to do more with less. That's a, a topic from another one of the previous 
recordings, another previous podcast episode where I read for you an essay I'd written on uh, advice about giving effective research presentations. And one of those bits of advice was not to cram everything in. Lesson two, less is always more. The evil twin of the ordinary scripted speech is the infinite slide deck that shows no sign of ever ending. If you have a 20 minute slot, consider speaking for 12 or 15 minutes, not 35. Resist the temptation to add just one more slide. Never be in a position where you are forced to just go over this next slide quickly. That's no way to give a speech. Nothing endears you to a curious audience more than sticking to schedule. It oozes professionalism and respect. In this presentation today, for Leeds, I'm trying to do more with less. And I've also tried to retune some of the content to talk more about a particular technology that wasn't in the last presentation I gave for York, but it's a technology that I know this audience in Leeds will have probably a bit more of an appetite for or 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 maybe even some overlapping expertise in. So all of that is to say what what of what of that is of use to you? Bottom line, know your audience. Don't assume that you know best and that everything that you have in your hands to preach is something that a particular congregation wants to hear, to go down some religious analogizing there. And I've had to do that sort of soul searching and reflection right here, right now, is not to take the easy path, not to use the carbon copies of presentations gone by, but to tune every presentation to every audience. So there's probably <laughs> prompt one of two. There's something else I want to share before I, I sign off for today. But that prompt, that consideration is how can you reflect on the audience you're about to speak to and how can you best tune what you're going to say so that it's perfectly pitched for the people you're about to speak to. The other thing I wanted to say about being in Leeds is that it's not the first time I've been here. It is the first time I'm speaking at the university. But the last time I was here was for a very different purpose. It was back in late 2019 when I'd firstly got the opportunity to come to Leeds to speak to a company with regards to the services that I was trying to put together for pre-site safety at the time. So that was my uh, safety consultancy I'd put together based on public speaking to tell my father's story about surviving Piper Alpha and uh, an attempt to spin out technology for virtual reality training based on some earlier university research that my team and I had done in collaboration with good friends at the Glasgow School of Art. Now that's a long way to say that that's why I had come to Leeds but my real reason to come to Leeds was to get away for a few days to try to finish the draft of my book, You Are Not a Fraud, now subtitled A Scientist Guide to the Imposter Phenomenon. And almost three years later, that book is now with my editor, is now about to be recorded for the an audiobook version and will be released in summer 2022. But back then in 2019, 
I got away for a few days to draft that book thinking that I'd be releasing it in early 2020. Then, of course, March 2020 happened and we all went into this bewildering two-year period of, of COVID, pandemics, isolation and just the absolute weirdness and challenge of all of that, to say the very least. But what's the point of that? Well, I'm reflecting on the fact that back then in late 2019, I thought I was going to rush everything together for this book about imposter experiences and how to manage them. Thought it was going to get out the door, done and dusted by early 2020 and moving on to the next thing. Three years later, am I glad that I'm still working on it? Yes. Has it been a pain in the ass to get to this point? Hell yes. But what has it made me realise? What's a second prompt or consideration for today? Is that you have to give yourself time to do things right. Yes, there are times where you want to get things done quickly and you have to work past perfectionism just to make things good enough. But had I put things out earlier, had I thrown out my first draft of this book in late 2019, it wouldn't have been good enough. It wouldn't have served the people I wanted to serve. It wouldn't have been past an editor and it would have been full of my stubbornness and unwillingness to change. Three years later and back in Leeds, I know I've done the right thing by holding on to that book and getting it to where it needs to be before releasing it this year. So I'll leave you now as I rush out the door to go to present for the chemistry department at Leeds. I'll leave you with this final prompt. Where are the things that you're working on that demand more time than you're willing to give? How can you give yourself more time where time is needed? Thanks as always for being here. I'll see you again soon for another episode of the Read Indeed podcast. Take care. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head over to the website where not only will you find the written blog versions of these podcasts, you'll find my leadership blog series, the daily thought series and information about my book on managing the imposter phenomenon. We also have even more free resources and webinars linked to the YouTube channel. So head on over to dr-mark-read.com to find out more. That's dr-mark with a c-reid.com to find out more. We'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening.